Hello, New Jersey Devils fans, and welcome to the Locked On Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Julia Kender, and I'm here to bring you the latest and greatest in all things Devils news, opinion, and analytics. Don't forget you can subscribe to Locked On Devils on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you receive your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. All right, guys, so it happened. Taylor Hall was traded today to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I know there was a lot of talk over this past week about where he was going to be going, um, a lot of uncertainty because there were a few different, quote, front runners. Um, but all in all, he ended up in Arizona. So let's just recap a little bit what's been going on this past week with Taylor Hall or the past few games, not even the past week, just the past few games. Um, and then let's get into that trade. Yeah. So, um, so the Devils played this past weekend, obviously. Um, and he sat both games. Um, so he sat the back-to-back Friday, Saturday, Colorado, and Arizona. And people thought a lot of things as soon as it came out that he was sitting. Um, people for the team were saying that it was precautionary. Other people were saying it's because of negotiations. Um, so this happened, it first happened in Colorado where... He was a healthy scratch, and there were so many rumors floating around about, oh, like, is he going to end up in Colorado? Oh, his bag's packed outside the locker room. All of these crazy things that, yeah, like, sure, it might be true that his bag was packed outside of the locker room, but that's probably just because it wasn't unpacked because he wasn't playing. Um, I don't know. And then Arizona happened. And, again, he didn't play. So, that was, like, I don't know, suspicious, I guess, in a way, in a word. <laughs> um, so, everybody started talking about, oh, maybe he's going to Arizona now. Um, amidst all of this, there was also talk about the Florida Panthers. I believe there was talk about the Blues. Um, but... Ultimately, he did end up in Arizona, um, and I'm not sure really how I feel about it. I'm I'm glad he's not in the same division <laughs> anymore. Like not anymore. Um, in general, <laughs> like I'm glad that he didn't get traded to like the Islanders or something, or like a team that was in our division that we face a lot because that would just be you know dumb on our part. Um, but yeah, no, he was traded to Arizona, and. I don't know, guys. I'm not sure how I feel about it just because the return for Taylor Hall wasn't great. Um, so let me get into the terms of this trade. Um, so the trade was to Arizona, forward Taylor Hall, forward Blake Spears. Note, um, 50% of Taylor Hall's salary has been retained by the, by, um, the Devils. That's a lot of salary retainment. Um, and then to New Jersey, forward Nick Markley, forward Nathan Schnarr, defense Kevin Ball, a 2020 first-round pick, and a 2021 conditional third-round pick. 
So a whole lot of nothing. Like, we're getting AHLers and picks, prospects and picks for Taylor Hall. For Taylor Hall. Heart Trophy winner Taylor Hall. You know? Um, I just don't see how that's a fair trade. Um, I was expecting us to get somebody, like a big name, like somebody who's in the NHL now. Even if it was like a young guy who's like good, like uh, Chikrin or I don't really know the Arizona Coyotes that well. So Chikrin's the only person who I could even think of them trading right now because obviously they're not going to trade Keller. Um, But alas, we have now Nick Markley, Nathan Schnarr, and Kevin Ball. Um, Nathan Schnarr and Kevin Ball I do not know too much about. Uh, I'm going to be honest there. I did a little research still don't really know too much about them. Nick Merkley, I think, has some promise. He used to play with uh, Dylan Strom, uh, who is now on the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, when they were both with the Roadrunners um, in Tucson, Arizona. Um, I don't know. I think Nick Merkley has some potential. Um, I believe that he really does have potential and could be an NHL player. Um, I think he needs to work a little harder to get there. But I don't see why he couldn't be in the NHL. Um, I also think Arizona isn't the best at developing prospects. We saw that with um, with everything that happened with Dylan Strome and how he was not good with the Arizona Coyotes and people were calling him a bust. And then all of a sudden he goes to Chicago and he's tearing it up. So I think uh, Arizona is just bad at developing prospects. So, that being said, I don't think that we'll really get to see what these prospects that we have now have in store for us until they've played a little bit with our club. Um, but that's just my two cents on that. Alright, so a little bit more um, about this trade. Um, Pierre Lebrun on Twitter. Um, I'm just going to read his tweet to you guys. There's a hard first-round pick in the Hall trade, plus another conditional first-round pick if the Coyotes re-sign Hall and win a playoff round. The conditional pick becomes a third-round pick if neither of those things happen, and a second-round pick if one of those two things happen. That's a whole lot of nonsense for one pick. Um, And if you think about it hard enough, like, it makes sense. It's just so many conditions surrounding a single pick. Um, like, man, it's just a lot to, to take in. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it because I read it. It makes enough sense. Um, but it's to the point where it's like, it's pretty straightforward. It's just complicated, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's that's going on. Um, yeah, so Hall's gone. Um, I really don't know how to feel about it. I'm sure some of you are rejoicing and some of you are bummed. Um, it just sucks that it didn't work out with Hall because Hall, I don't know, he had a good thing going with Nico, 
some of the fans really liked him. And there were quotes that Taylor Hall um, was saying. Things like he'll always remember the Devils fans. We'll always remember them cheering MVP for him. And then there are also um, other quotes that he said. Um, Let me just read this quote uh, Dan Rosen on Twitter posted. Um, He said this or a variation of this many times in a 17-minute phone conference with reporters tonight. Quote, not every day as a player can you jump this many spots in the standings and come to a team that's in first place in their division. That's a huge boost. End quote. So, I think this this trade is going to be different. Um, like, the outcome of this trade is going to be different for both teams. Like, it's going to take a little bit of time for them to get used to a, a team without Taylor Hall, you know? Like, it's going to take the devil some time. It's going to take Taylor Hall some time to fit into a new system. But I think... Overall, it'll be good on both ends. Um, I really do. Even if it doesn't necessarily seem like it is going to be great right now. Um, I think it's going to be definitely a change. Um, Like, I don't know, this team now doesn't have one of their top guys. And I think it's going to be time for... Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes to really step it up. Um, I know they're young, and I know that's a lot to ask of these two kids, but they got to step it up. They're now the faces of the franchise. Um, there's no more Taylor Hall. They they gotta. Um, so I think it's very it's going to be very uh, important for them to kind of take this in their stride. Um, and I don't know, maybe this leaves way for more prospects to make their way into the NHL and get developed like Mikey McLeod's already starting to do. Um, Maybe this will be cause for more call-ups. Who really knows what this trade is going to bring? Like, we don't know until it happens. But I think change is going to be good for this team. And that's weird and hard to say right now because we we don't know. It's very unknown, but I think it's going to be good for this team. Uh, coaching change, uh, elite player change, all of this stuff's happening to this Devils team, and they just got to roll with the punches at this point. I think they can. I really do. Um, they haven't shown their resilience that much, but they have it, and I think that I think that soon we're going to start to really see how this team's taking it, you know? I think we're going to see how this team is taking these trades and these changes, and I think this team's kind of fed up. I think they're fed up with losing. They want to win under their new coach. They want to win in general. So take this in stride and prove that... You can do it. Prove that you can win without Taylor Hall. Prove that you can win with a new coach. Um, Why not? You know? They don't have anything else going for them at this point. They just gotta prove to themselves and the fans that they can really, really do this. So, uh, speaking about winning without Taylor Hall, they did just that against the Arizona Coyotes. Um... 
yeah, sure, they lost to uh, Colorado, which was their eighth loss in a row. However, they won against the Coyotes 2-1 to one, um, with Jester Boakvist scoring and Kyle Palmieri scoring and McLeod getting his first multi-point night in the NHL. Miles Wood having his own multi-point night as well. It's, you know, it's important. It's important that these players are stepping up and that we're really seeing what they're made of. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think McLeod's showing that he's really changed um, and developed more in the AHL and that he's going to have a lot more to prove but this is a really good start for him like it's a really positive start uh getting called up and making your season debut and yeah you maybe didn't win right away but they did end up winning with you in the in the lineup the next day and you had a multi-point night you contributed to that win so I think that's really important for Mikey McLeod to see um and I'm really happy about that. I'm really happy to see that. Um, yeah, Mikey McLeod wasn't supposed to be playing in the Colorado game. Um, and last minute, Taylor Hall was scratched. And they were like, all right, kid, you're in the show. And he was like, well, okay. Um, yeah, that, that was just wild. Like, can you imagine being Michael McLeod and being like, Okay, like, I'm going to sit in the press box tonight. Bye. And be like, wait, hold on. You're not leaving. You're in the game. Like, hours before the game starts. That would be a little little nerve-wracking. A little wild. But it happened. And, you know, he did his best. (laughs) And that makes it sound like I'm, like, downplaying it. But, like, I actually do think that he did the best that he could do with what he was given. Also, this win against the Coyotes was the first win in eight games, as well as the first win under head coach, new head coach, interim head coach, Elaine Nazardine. Um, So, I don't know, all positive things coming from this win. Most things are positive when you win, you know? Um, but I, I think that this is like a positive thing. Um, there's something I do want to point out. Um, I saved this tweet. Um, it's from Corey Maxiak. Um, first career win for NHL Devils coach Elaine Nazardine. Nico Heeshear had lost about 10 pounds from his bout with an illness and looked absolutely gassed at practice Thursday. Tonight... He was battling like hell in the final seconds to try and ice the game. Um, so this was reported on um, on Saturday during or after the Arizona game. Um, but dang, Nico, right? Like that is exactly what we need from him. Um sucks that he lost about 10 pounds um that's rough like really rough because Nico's small to begin with but you know all in all 
the fact that he was able to like push past the illness or like I guess he was recovered by then but like push past being exhausted from the illness because I know I'm exhausted days after I'm sick because it takes a lot out of you he was in the game fighting for the game for this team that's the type of person we need on this team somebody with that much heart and that much you know drive and want you know he wants to win for this team on this team and that's really cool and really important and that's why Niku is going to be the face of our franchise Alrighty, so, um, I was gonna continue talking about the games, but just found out some more stuff about E, uh, Ball, um, Kevin Ball, the, I really hope I'm saying his name correctly, you guys all know I suck at names, um, he's one of the prospects that we got in the Taylor Hall trade, he's a defenseman, Right now, he plays uh, OHL with the Ottawa 67s, and he's going to World Juniors and playing for Canada. He's, get this, 6'7", and can skate like someone much smaller, according to, to at no underscore worries with two Zs um, on Twitter. That's pretty cool. Um, also, 6'7", that's huge. Um... I, like, am so struck by sometimes by these ginormous men who play ice hockey because I am a, you guys don't know this, but I'm a five foot tall, small girl. So it's wild to me that this kid is literally over a foot and a half taller than me. <laughs> wild. Um, but the fact that he's 6'7 is great because he has body and presence, the fact that he can skate on top of that, like, skate well and skate like somebody, like, smaller than his size, that's important, uh, especially in a defenseman. So, that's going to be good, hopefully, um, in the upcoming years for the New Jersey Devils. Alright, so I just want to, this is very predictable for me, get into special teams from the other day. Um... Just because, why not, right? So, against the Arizona Coyotes, we had three power plays and three penalties. Our penalty kill was not up to snuff, and they scored on one out of three of the our penalty kills. Um, luckily, it was just one. Luckily, we scored more than they did in the entire game. But it's things like this that it's like, cringy almost to watch um because like you need your team to like I don't know do better in special teams you need them to capitalize on their power plays and you need them to shut the other team down on their penalty kills and this team just hasn't been doing that lately or all season really um so I think that that's something that I've been saying this all season that really needs to be focused on. Um, I don't know how their special team is going to get better. I really don't because I'm, I'm not a coach. Um, I'm just saying what I'm observing. 
However, it's been this way for so long. They capitalize on like one out of five power plays and then they get scored on quite often on their penalty kill. Um, it's just things like this that just can't be happening. Speaking of things that can't be happening, uh, PK Subban has now hit 20 games in his pointless drought. Um, what does that mean for us? It sucks. <laughs> like, to put it lightly, it sucks. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it's, it's rough when you have somebody who, you know, you can't predict when a decline is going to, like, happen. Um, and you don't know what factors are contributing to this. Um, but it's rough knowing the type of player P.K. Subban is and how he's not living up to that right now for the Devils is rough. Um, so he's somebody else that needs to step up now that Taylor Hall is gone. Um, he's somebody, he's a, he's a veteran presence that the team really needs and needs to be able to count on. Um, he hasn't been that and he really has to step it up. All right, so that is about it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Um, let me know your thoughts on Twitter about the Taylor Hall trade. I know none of you have been shying away from sharing your thoughts on the Taylor Hall trade, but, like, tag me in them or send me some DMs. Um, I'm at JK underscore Kender as well as at Locked on Devils on Twitter. Um, so you can send me on either one. Um, I would love to read some of your takes, um, on the show tomorrow or even just like chat with you guys about it. So yeah, definitely do that. Um, again, really hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you for listening and go Devils.